0: sitting in this job that I potentially be like oh yeah I grand like I like it but like it's not a passion you know Um, and it's taken me a long time to figure this out so people if you are listening to this and you do have something that you're passionate about you're not doing have a think about it.
1: Hello and welcome to episode number three of the third season of For Fit's Sake the podcast brought to you by FFS Gyms. Mikey and Rudds, how are you guys doing? I'm good. Good, good to, you, yeah. to talk over each
2: other. <laughs> yeah, didn't know who to go first there, so let Ruds have the honour if you want to take it, Ruds. Yeah, no,
1: all good. And the yeah. track, are. you went to see Santa, Ruds, on I,
3: Sunday, I hear? I went to see Santa on Sunday. Uh, it was class. Um, <clears throat> we went to Wicklow... No, yeah, Wicklow Town Centre, um, and we got on a little train, and we went into Santa's village. We met the elves. We met Mrs Claus. Uh, she sang a song for us, and then we went in and met Santa... And I thoroughly enjoyed it And uh, Leila did too So, <laughs> And that no, train
1: will never be the same again
3: No, the, tra- the train was um, was tested With me in the back carriage But uh, yeah, no, it was great And feeling pretty Christmassy now
1: Yeah, And Michael, how about you? Getting ready for the festive period? Um, just just as we cancel the Christmas party I suppose, oh, maybe, yeah
2: and else exciting you want to talk about? <laughs> well, you took the words out of my mouth there Yeah, the Christmas party was obviously canned this morning So that's disappointing But look, it is what it is Um Haven't been doing too much. I'm looking forward to hopefully a couple of quiet tables of six points over the next few weeks. But uh, apart from that, um, being quiet, had a big game at the Rugby Club at the weekend, which we got over the line thankfully puts us in a good position going into the Christmas break so yeah all going well
1: Very good and obviously you were afraid to turn up to the FS games on Saturday uh, because you heard Ruds was talking out Ruds you got talked out in the first session of the games did you you enjoy that?
3: Yeah it was great obviously we did it in 2019 pre-pandemic and then we decided to do it again this year just give people an opportunity to kind of test the strength of what they've done and also just um, a little bit of a fun challenge so it was really good to do it again um, and obviously there wasn't as many numbers that we would have had previously and um, probably the time of year etc uh, so if anyone wants to get involved next time from the gym uh, we'll do it again in the new year and uh, clear your diaries never mind your plans uh, get in and get into it um so yeah myself and yourself uh, and Michael from the coaches togged out to lend a bit of support um, did the strength workout with you uh, yeah so thoroughly enjoyable good. yeah very
1: enjoyable pipped, uh, pipped me on the bench with some backhanded tactics kind of lo- slow loading and then
3: jumped at the end to, to sneak a win on the bench category yeah we all know the story of the tortoise and the hare and uh, <laughs> if we learned anything from that story slow and steady wins the race But very good. Uh, yeah no it was great um, and then obviously Um, Went for a run with Hugo as well then um, after because he needed a bit of company, but that was pretty cool. Um, Hugo joined the gym with us uh, a year ago and he's been doing some PT with Steele plus the classes. I coached him on his very first session um, and he's certainly someone who needed a good bit of coaching, etc. But now he's flying it. He he ran 10 minutes better than his time last year on the 5K, so he ran... used to run it in 30 minutes we run it in 20 minutes and 25 which was awfully impressive Uh, I hadn't run in a long time I tried to keep pace with him and he beat me by two minutes and a bit uh, and it was uh, very humbling and very inspiring at the same time because uh, I first lap he got away from me a little bit but I was like I, I could still get him with a kick at the end second lap where's Hugo third lap looking over my shoulder hoping he wasn't lapping me so <laughs> that was that was a pretty cool thing to see how far he'd come so that was great
1: I think for everyone that was at the games uh, and for the people who were looking to do it next time I think the big, the big takeaway for us was how um, how people were a lot stronger than they thought they were um, like I don't know, this is probably a strange statement to make, but like, to me, it feels like the pandemic is over from a training point of view. Uh, You know, for people who are training back in the gyms, I kind of feel like we're... Out of that, like, oh, we're building our way back into training. Like, people have been back training for maybe six months now that the gyms are open. Um, and I think we're really starting to see people expressing their strength and kind of hit numbers that they were hitting pre-pandemic or when they thought they were previously at their strongest. So that was really encouraging to see so many people come in and not think they'll able, be able to hit a number that they were lifting, say, a year and a half ago, and then hit it. That was really exciting and encouraging. So I definitely look forward to seeing that when we do the games again in Q1 of next year, uh, and just seeing people really go at it and try to put up some some season bests and get some competition going back in the gym that would be really exciting
3: yeah definitely six months of good training you can see it like you said uh, in what people did on the weekend but also I think the big thing for anyone who's sitting on the fence is just, um,
2: just, get, in just, do just it.
3: get in and do it uh, you're always going to be a bit nervous of so putting yourself in a situation that's going to challenge yourself uh but ultimately they're the most rewarding things uh is, is at the end of that and also no one's looking at you and looking at what you're doing you know everyone's kind of trying to encourage each other and have a bit of fun and that was certainly the atmosphere there so um anyone's sitting on the fence just just get in and do it and uh a bit of nerves isn't a bad thing but uh if you approach it with that, I think you'll enjoy it. You know.
1: Speaking of competition, we're probably time to bring in the most one of one of the most competitive people I've ever met. Uh, Anna, how are you doing?
0: Hello. Would, um, you,
1: would you agree that you're one of the most competitive people that I the gym has ever we seen? I knew you
0: were going to say this. Did <laughs> you? Actually, said something recently on a podcast. I was at the last podcast. It
1: could
3: have been And I
0: was like, I bet you that he's talking about me. <laughs> I,
3: my that was the steel was, podcast. That
1: was steel
0: yeah. that me? Yeah,
1: well, that's because we were having our team building and uh, <laughs> the gentleman asked us, uh, you know, would you guys say you are all team players? And no, I said, would you guys I all say I are competitive? Was. And I screamed at the top of her lungs. And then the second <laughs> question was, but are you all team players? Uh, you maybe I'm a team player I am uh, a team player yeah. but competition is that something that's kind of really important in your training something yes, that you enjoy
0: I love competition I think healthy competition is really important well for me anyway and look everybody's different the way they train some people just like to train for themselves I personally obviously I'm training for myself but I also like to try and be the best that I can be and have some healthy competition is always is always good and I think especially in this gym there's a lot of people who are quite competitive in a good way including the staff members as well so slightly different from me competing against you guys but i'm sure i could uh i we all have our strengths and weaknesses sure, there's like. a
1: lot of things you could smoke as that um <laughs> uh, specific, specifically anything to do with moving properly or yoga yeah i'm which, very
0: excited to get uh <laughs> don't we have a cpd in january are going to do for movement and um, mobility. Maybe I'll throw in some yoga as well. So it'll be okay. really exciting to see. Mike's eyebrows have just gone through the roof. Yeah. Mike hates
1: yeah. it.
2: Yeah, oh. not be around that day.
1: <laughs> Um, so Anna, we've got you in. Obviously, there's so much to talk about. Um, I suppose, interestingly, obviously, your kind of journey, as we've had a few of these sort of podcasts for people who've moved from, say, kind of a corporate world to into the fitness industry, but also you're coming from, you were a member of the gym for quite a long time and you've now become part of the team. Do you want to give us kind of an overview of how that happened for you and what, what what's happening for you at the minute?
0: God, like I'm trying to think back. So when I started so the reason i actually joined the gym this is really like very short story but i was in platinum pilates so i used to do a boot camp um out in wanderers and i also used to do platinum pilates and this girl was in platinum and i was like how is she how is she so like fit um, and uh, it was Audrey, Audrey O'Connor, who was okay. teaching class. At Shout Audrey. out to Audrey. Yeah. Hi, Audrey. Yeah. Um, she said to me, well, actually, there's a gym across the road that I'm in and this girl, Eve, is in. Um, and I'm like, oh, my God, I want to join this gym. This, like, and she was telling me about it. I'm like, sounds amazing. Just exactly what I want to do. Um, and that was back in 2017, I think. I kind of lost track of the years, to be honest, like they're all kind of merging into one. Um, And then started in January and absolutely loved it and have been here ever since. And slowly but surely have immersed myself a little bit more, a little bit more until I've weaseled my way in (laughs) as a staff member eventually.
1: And what what was that like? What What kind of clicked in you to kind of take it from being a hobby and a passion to ultimately trying to become a career?
0: I suppose like I was in have been in the corporate world for years and like I've done jobs that I've really liked I have also been in jobs that I hated um and then like nothing has really given me as much joy as being coming into the gym and like just it's very sociable, obviously, and I'm a sociable person and I kind of thrive on other people's energy. So that was a big thing for me. Also, like the team in here are great. And I'm not just saying that. And There's I know your heads here. are expanding is good, right? as you speak. A lot of free plugs. <laughs> But like it does make a difference. And for me, like have working in numerous big companies over the years, you actually have to believe in the company that you work for and the brand. You have to believe in it. You have to believe in the people that you work with. You have to get on with them and you have to enjoy what you do and like surround yourself just in general with positive, like-minded people. And that's kind of what really set it apart for me anyway. Like it's quite different to what I've done in the past. So this is a little bit scary to kind of go full time now into it so I'm, I'm sure you'll talk about that um
1: well, well let's let's talk about it now like yeah. what what would what advice would you give somebody because there's definitely someone listening to this who's thinking like it's not necessarily moving to the fitness industry but if they're doing one of those jobs that you said that you didn't really enjoy or a company or a vision that you don't really believe in what advice would you give them about trying to change their career to make a positive change like the one you've talked about
0: I would say have a really good think about what you want to do and what really makes you happy Um, because I stayed in a job for way longer than I should have because I felt that I couldn't leave. And I think it was, it was a bit of a toxic environment. I didn't feel that I was very good at what I did and the people who look, there's some people I worked with that just didn't make me feel or kind of encourage me to be the best of what I could be. So I suppose in that respect, it's like just figure out what you actually really want to do and then don't wait around and I know the money thing is really important and money is important in life but it's not the be all and end all if you can kind of figure a way around that and kind of make yourself kind of enjoy what you do and go for something totally different just go for it and look if it doesn't work out you can always go back I think it obviously depends on your circumstances
3: that's certainly something we've talked about with like we'd often get people coming to us and asking like I want <clears throat> to get into the fitness industry i want to move and i suppose the more we've done it the more we've seen that if you're circums- obviously like you said there's never a perfect time to do it but then at the same time if you're under too much pressure financially or too much pressure time wise where you're trying to fit a full-time job plus this like you and plus is it really what you want to do like all those things are important because i think if you put yourself in a situation where if you said i know where the financially you had you didn't have any buffer And then you're moving into it, you might like it can be tougher, and then you can have all the stress and strain while you're trying to find your feet. So, like, I think, as you said, everyone's circumstances are different, and like, think of that stuff before you do it. Because it might be, we've chatted to loads of people, and they said, I'm going full time. but then we chatted to them a little bit and actually we found out what actually was probably the best thing for them was to start you know taking on a couple of PTs or start taking on a couple of classes while they're still doing their job and then start making that exit as opposed to jumping. I think every person's different and they we've definitely seen it over the years.
1: yeah, I think and like we we've been fortunate to have you know unfortunately people would kind of seek us out for advice and this this kind yeah. of thing and like my advice is always like don't quit your job like like you know and it's not like I suppose for us it was it was different at the very start like I remember when we opened the gym I was working in uh, a pub Dawson Lounge smallest bar in Dublin but the best bar in Dublin you were working uh, in Dawson I, I was working edge. in a lot of pubs I used to and go there all the time great pub uh, <laughs> but you know I was working there like nights when we opened the gym I was still working there on like a, a, Saturday, a Saturday and a Sunday um, and I did it for maybe two weeks and I was like I actually can't fully commit to like I can't come in here on a Monday morning tired if people are coming in yeah. to get the best version of me. So I can that quite quickly. But like we were so all in, there was nothing else for us, and like that creates a huge amount of pressure and stress. And thankfully, I think you know our personalities are kind of geared towards that a bit, Rhodes, But also the fact that we had each other. You know, if yeah. we if we didn't have each other as a team, I think it would have been very difficult. Then Mike obviously joined in very quickly, and then everyone that came into the team helped us to to kind of keep driving that environment on. But you know, the, the thing about like money isn't everything. Money isn't everything, but it affects everything. Yeah, it you does. know, like it, it isn't the be all and end all, but it can create a lot of stress. So it's about understanding what you can and can't do and picking the right. There's no perfect way to do it. You know, there's no perfect path. It's about finding the best one for you. And it comes to, I think, speaking to people and just really taking time to evaluate oh, yeah. wh- where you want to go and how you want to get there.
0: I think I've l- I've learned a lot, like a, le- a lot. Like I started in the pandemic with kind of going out on my own, and then like doing the online kind of classes. And then obviously then obviously, that happened because of COVID. And I'd never intended to be like that in the first place. I always wanted to be a teacher that teaches people in person. I think I'm much better in real life. I like, I'm sure I'm great online. I am great online, everybody, just FYI. <laughs> but uh, I suppose you can, get, you can feel the energy of people when you are in a class and you can actually see how they move a lot better than on a screen. And like that's just, you know common sense. But um, I just found with the online thing, I was on my own quite a lot. And I love being around other people. And I think you can get so much out of it Uh, and working as a team, like I love being part of a team. And I don't think I'm kind of a solo player myself. I think I work better with other people. So that's why I suppose when I looked at the online thing and then when like lockdown was kind of finishing up, God, when was that? I think it was the second, third lockdown. Uh, I kind of thought, you know what? That's when I came to you. Was that when I came to you? Who knows? I don't third know. Like second, lockdown. Sex, yeah, second, second lockdown. Second lockdown. Yeah. So. And I was like, this isn't really working now for me anymore. So I need to do something to change it up. I've read so many books during, when we'll talk about this when I broke my leg, um, like motivational self-help books, which actually was like a really good time to, to Give do Give us the best it. one
1: for someone who's listening you know.
0: Oh God, I really enjoyed Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. So if anyone hasn't read it, I'd highly recommend it because it kind of goes through mindset in uh, business, in life, relationships, sport, kind of covers all bases. Um, and it's something that, like, I knew about, obviously, like growth mindset and fixed mindset, but not to the extent of actually what she really kind of delves down into. And um, so that
1: the godmother along of the growth mindset,
0: many other books, many many other.
1: So, so so with that, just so like you obviously tried to change career, yeah. and the pandemic came um like what was the biggest challenge that you faced and because like if there was ever a time where you were going to say right feck it this isn't what I want to do I want to go back to like a corporate setting and something Mm. that I you know the fall back or something I know I can do what was the what was the kind of moment where was there a moment where you were like feck this and how did you kind of get past it to still push on to where you are today
0: well I my contract had ended so I had thought okay what will I do now will I go for it will I just because I'd always toyed with the idea of like you know doing my own thing and getting into the kind of fitness side of things but then I was too scared and I just thought you know if I'm not gonna do it now I'm never gonna do it and I'll just be sitting in this job that I potentially be like oh yeah grand like I like it but like it's not a passion you know Um, And like, it's taken me a long time to figure this out. So people, if you are listening to this and you do have something that you're passionate about, you're not doing have a think about it because like, I feel like in hindsight and you know hindsight's a great thing you look back and you're like i should have done this like 10 years ago but
1: i was very fortunate to do a talk um and there was two very impressive ladies entrepreneurs who run under you know young entrepreneurs uh, greens are good for you and uh to die for the kind of clothing oh, yeah. clothing brands uh like very impressive ladies and a question was asked about like um it was obviously to an entrepreneur society in ucd mm. and they were asking um you know what's the most important thing is it to have a good business and a really good business plan or to have a passion for something. And like, hands down, it was passion. Because yeah. when the business model doesn't work, because it won't work. And, <laughs> and all the things that pop up that you thought you had figured out, yeah. it's the passion and the love of doing whatever it is that will, well, will it, get you through.
0: It wins out because you can actually tell. It's so obvious when you meet somebody, if they're passionate about what they do. If they're kind of, if you've met me like 10 years ago and I was in that other job that I was in, Like I was not passionate about it and I probably was at that point where I was so fed up that I just was kind of a little, not a little bit toxic, but you know the way, you're stale. But I think if you really love what you do and not like, it's not that often you come across people who actually really are passionate about what they do. And I think that's so important. It really is because, you know, life is short and look, you have to just go for it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out again you know within reason we obviously.
1: got we got to move on from stopping <laughs> dogging your previous employers <laughs> um so it just kind of because it's actually interesting that the next thing you talked about uh like how did you get into like why, why yoga why movement training specifically because obviously you talked about loving the gym uh you know like fitness industry is huge you can go to a million different kind of niche areas of it like why have you settled on yoga and movement training specifically why why is that is that the real passion
0: I uh, have been practicing yoga for years and actually it was funny because again I was very stressed at a period of time in my life and I was getting sick a lot Uh, and somebody said to me like I couldn't just relax I'd always have to be doing something all the time and someone said to me why don't you try yoga and this was a long time ago it's probably probably more than six or seven years ago and I said okay I'll give it a go and see how you know how I feel about it I knew like I'd probably done a bit of yoga in the past but never anything you know not that much and then actually I just started going like a couple of days a week and then doing a little bit more and then a little bit more and I was really enjoying it and I was actually feeling so much better but it's also obviously it's amazing for your physical kind of side of things but for the mental side I think and a lot of people probably don't kind of think about it like that as well but it's you can't if you've ever gone to a yoga class or practice yoga even for 10 minutes you can't really think about anything else you actually just have to focus on because it's all about breathing and moving with your breath and you can't really think about oh what am I gonna have for dinner oh like someone's like emailing me about this that and the next you just have to focus and that focus it, it kind of brings a bit of a clarity so I think that really then over the years then as I kind of progressed and obviously I became better at it and, you know, when you're good at something, you're like, I just want to do more and more and more. And then I decided then to, to kind of go down the route of teaching, to do the teacher training. And the movement, actually, the mobility stuff came after that. So that's kind of more recent. Um, and I'm really enjoying that, actually. It's great. So it's a really good combination between the two because they're very much intertwined, I think.
1: And so for, because like our audience would be um, typically people who would like train in the gym more so than... So like, I know for myself I I find yoga and I've said it I'm, I'm openly on the podcast before I find yoga difficult like obviously physically it's very difficult it's not I'm not the most mobile but I'm, I'm not I'm not the worst mover in the world either um, but I, I find that the biggest challenge is the mental aspect and the slowing down I, I find it so difficult That's to, to I know I know I do Okay, and I, I do try you know I'm really open to it and yeah. I, 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 I will do it um, but I suppose there's people maybe like me who are listening who they see, right, you know, I'm really busy. I've got X amount of time in my week that I can devote to me and my training or my physical development. Yes. And if I've got like five slots or six slots in the week, what's going to make me give up? And I'm doing inverted commas with my fingers here. <laughs> give up one of those slots for the gym or for a run and maybe make that for yoga. Give us the, or or kind of whatever yeah. it is slowing down. Give me the elevator pitch. What's, what's going to swing me?
0: Well, it complements anything that you do in the gym. So say, for instance, you know, you want to lift heavier, you want to you know improve your squat like everybody has tight hips i'm just going to throw it out there me included like so everyone thinks so yoga teachers are probably like unbelievably flexible and mobile like i still get tight hips i still get tight like ankles and things like that and shoulders but i work on it so like you can be mobile and flexible to a point but if you don't continue it on on a constant basis and like consistency like I, i think i've heard you guys talk about this so many times consistency is key it's just a little bit you don't have to be coming like doing five hours of mobility and yoga work a week.
1: So so you're really focusing on, like you said, movement and yoga training like to assist yes, the gym work. Absolutely, and I, yeah. yeah. And I, do you know
0: what? Like sorry to interrupt you. No, no. Um yes, it's all based around um the gym and but also Again, it's everyday movement. like so we move like we have to move to survive, to live. But like we, we're doing like squats when we don't even realize them or lunges like for picking up babies or picking up stuff off the floor, you know what I mean? All these kind of movements that you are rotational movements that you kind of looking across the road. So there's all those things that you kind of don't even think about that you do every day. So um, trying to, you know, become better at moving and moving with ease, you know, it'll only help going forward as we all We need grow a grow na- nappy now, changing
1: think. and baby picking up first because I've put my back out twice since <laughs> having a baby. Ruds, you can attest to that. The Although Ruds probably is, you know, I imagine your full perfect squat technique <laughs> every time you're picking Layla up. Or, but it's tough. Like I, I remember we were laughing at, um, not laughing, sorry, but when John, Johnny Sexton was talking about when he'd had a couple of kids and how difficult it becomes to, you know, soft tissue injuries start to creep in. And I remember at the time listening to it thinking, you know, that, maybe at the top level you know yeah. when you're training all the time and you're you're playing sport at that intensity but like you know those day to day things that you're talking about Anna are like life it can yeah, certainly it. affect your body as well you know
3: I think when you said about like <clears throat> if someone doesn't incorporate any movement training or any mobility or any yoga into their routine why would you give up one of those slots and um, I think the two things are certainly the more you push your body, like you said, Anna, the like when you're training hard, you do just get stiff and tight, certainly. If you train smarter, you'll get less stiff and tight. So if you're a well-balanced program, if you have a combination of things we have to move through load, sorry, move through range under load, really good form, if you have stuff that you're working on stability, all the things we try and incorporate into our program. So like a well-managed program, that'll certainly reduce. But even really with a really well-managed program, if you're training hard, you will get stiffer and tighter over a year. And uh, then the other bit is, like as you get a bit older as well, like I've definitely noticed since I'm 30, Like, just how it's become more important to me that I do stay on top of my build mobility if I do want to train hard. And so, like, they're probably two things that maybe if you're listening and you have an inclination towards maybe running and you just really enjoy running and you enjoy that side of things, or maybe you just really enjoy lifting weights, Mm -hmm. I think they're probably two things to consider. If you're training four to six times a week and pushing, certainly having some sort of mobility or movement practice in your week. Uh, or it, just as you get older, like the things as you age you want to have is you want to keep strong, you want to keep your joint mobility and joint health and movement, and you also want to keep your muscle mass and your aerobic fitness. So like yeah. most people, you know, will tend to focus on those things and not as much. And just to give like another option, if you don't have someone as awesome as Anna <laughs> to teach you and coach you through things, one thing we do a lot in our strength and circuit classes, etc., and even our Metcons, is try and like drip feed in movement where you can. So like your warm-ups, perfect time to do your dynamic mobility stuff in your warm-ups. But then also like supersetting with strength stuff. Especially if you're someone who is stiff and tight, you might be better off, say, bench squat paired with Spider-Man to windmill or bench squat paired with pigeon stretch. And you Go do pigeon. you do those two things. So you're drip feeding in mobility into your sessions. You're still lifting, but also that's actually setting you up for the next set. So you do a couple of those dynamic pigeons, then yeah. the next set your squat will feel better. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of simple tips if you're not ready to fully commit to coming and doing a full class of mobility or doing a 20-minute block. I think everyone can benefit from drip feeding in some more at different places in their workouts.
0: Absolutely. It doesn't have to be, look, if you can't make the classes, it just even those like five, 10 minutes in front of the TV or, you know, if you have, you know, sitting at your desk all morning and you're just like, I need to get up for five minutes, you know, just do something like, and all that helps. So it's like the analogy I think of is always like, you know, doing the splits. Like I can't do the splits. I don't train to do the splits, but if I actually trained my body to like improve my range of motion in my hips to be able to do that, then, you know, it would work. Like you can't just go from zero to hero. Do you know what I mean? So, and um, you
1: could get Mike, teach Mike how to do the splits.
0: <laughs> Mike that can be your uh, party trick for next year I but think Christmas be, party 2022 this podcast
2: this time next year once you were on that okay <laughs>
1: so you're not committing to anything you're you're, you're open to it but I mean,
2: 12 months of training to there right?
1: you know Rhodes is talking about a lost awesome man is she seems confident she can teach you how to do splits I think yeah. we yeah. Could, yeah. could get there
3: yeah okay just, right. just That's it. wear some uh, yeah stretch pants. <laughs> pants yeah, yeah. yeah critical <laughs> critical
1: yeah. No, Um no yeah we don't want any significant injuries okay. uh, speaking of injuries yes. um, without getting into too much mental trauma uh you had a fairly gruesome and horrific actually, uh, the worst injury I've probably ever seen an x ray of. Yeah. Um, how many years ago now? Two, two and a half was years ago? Three years ago? Two
0: and a half years ago, yeah. Okay, do you
1: want, do you want to talk us through that quickly? What, yeah. a, what happened? And then we'll talk about the, the recovery afterwards. Yeah, maybe? very
0: quickly. I was playing tag um, and I was running, sprinting, as you know, I'm very competitive, so start. And uh, yeah, a guy and myself just collided legs and I broke my tibia plateau Well, it cracked like three, 360 degrees into my knee and um, so yeah I had to have surgery I was in hospital for a week I was on crutches for about six months I think I think yeah. thereabouts and a lot of rehab hi Cully you were amazing <laughs>
1: More pl- this is a
2: great plug in
1: episode we're getting a lot of shows. the thing on
2: that is <clears throat> I actually pulled into the car park if you remember oh yeah Mike yeah, was there I was there and I just saw this blonde girl being carried off the pitch so, that, I think that's Anna. And then she got closer and closer. I was like, jeez, that is Anna. Ended up in the clubhouse in the rugby club with her and asked her, she, you asked my, my take I on know. things. And I was like, well, you're... <laughs> I know what he
0: said. Listen to this.
2: <laughs> Go for it.
0: But you were like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. You'd be grand. It just looks like some sort of... Maybe you've just pulled a muscle or because
2: something. Because why? You stood up I stood and on it. Around. I didn't walk in it. I couldn't walk. took like a step. and I I I one like, step. I was like, yeah, God. it mustn't be too bad if you're able to put weight on it. And then she went <laughs> and got an x-ray and the thing was destroyed. Oh my <laughs> yeah. goodness. Yeah. So you're never allowed to diagnose anyone. No. Next time you hurt yourself, you just lie down. Don't
1: ask my opinion.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will never be a physio. Yeah. No.
1: So what was, because again, like there's there's so many things for people to take from this. Like, yeah. Like... I know we, in the last episode we spoke to Steel about like, you know, dealing with like setbacks and physical setbacks. Like what was, what was that like? What was that experience like from, you know, try, trying to rehab to get back to, you know, moving properly again? What was, what was that like? Yeah,
0: it was a bit mad. Now, I have to say, I was so funny. Like, it's funny the things that go through your head. The first thing I thought was, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to go to the gym. What am I going to do? Like, But honestly, I was in that zone and I was like really training hard. And anyway, so... Uh, I just, it was weird because I thought I would have um, dealt with it in a different way, but I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to embrace this, I have to go with it, I can't, there's nothing I can do here, I'm just going to have to roll with it and do the best that I can and figure out ways of getting around not having one working leg so, like, I was in hospital for a week. Grand came back and, you know, I had a brace. And then I remember talking to you. Um, I think I don't know if I rang you or texted you. And I said, listen, what can I do? Like, I don't want to be... I don't want to be sitting on a couch for three months. Because, like, that's not me. And I... like. It, exactly when we it kind of brings it back to the movement side of things it's like just getting the body moving it doesn't have to be anything wild or crazy and then you said sure come in come in and you know it used to take me like a least an hour and a half to get to the gym I'd be crutching I'd be getting the Lewis and I have to get another Lewis and I was on crutches and I had the brace anyway made it and then we used to do like Upper body, I did so many jammers and like (laughs) tricep extensions. (laughs) Then you had me on the bike with one leg at one point, I remember, with the brace. Do you remember that? I do
3: remember that.
0: Yeah, someone has a video that summer. But you know, it was amazing. Like it took like most of my day, probably took from like nine o'clock to one o'clock and training was at, what, half ten. But it like, it made such a difference to me that I could come in and just have, be around other people. Okay, I'm only doing upper body, like and I still could be better and stronger upper body I Don't know how that you know all that work didn't uh, make me stronger up my but, upper half but
1: but i think that's like because we would have dealt with people who've had you know very significant injuries over time and it's that like you know it's the athlete's mindset and like like yeah. we say if you have a body or an athlete stealing you know the nike quote but like, people who train at the gym three, four, five times a week, they're recreational athletes. You know, they they have something that they're training towards. It's their own personal goals. Like, any kind of injury or setback. And you see it with them, um, with ladies who get pregnant. You know, they have such a big mindset to like, I can't train the way I used to train. So we'd see that an awful lot. And I think, it's really important to like take perspective first of all. Understand that okay, like you know, I know it, it could always be worse. You know, the fact that you could be mobile, you know, the fact you're on crutches is better enough better than the fact you're in a wheelchair. You know, but there's always yeah, but it's
0: not like my leg is gone.
1: Exactly, no. there's always something to try and find to be positive. But I think when you start to cling on to the things that are positive versus focusing on the negative, you can start to make plans and you can start to try and get back into whatever it is that makes you happy again. But I think. Um, yeah it's a, that was a really interesting time but you talked about yoga then so like did that become part of the training like did you notice like huge deficiencies in your movement quality afterwards what was ha- what, what role did yoga and movement I, have in your rehab
0: i think it helped me recover a lot quicker than if i hadn't been practicing yoga so i'd been practicing probably fairly pretty much three or three times maybe more a week but probably two in that run up for about the, two years previously then obviously broke the leg and then you know once I got off the my brace came off and stuff like that and I was doing rehab obviously doing rehab with with Cully and there was a lot of kind of strength stuff because my leg was like there was no muscle on it whatsoever but I think having that background in yoga really helped me recover like I was pretty much back they're not back to normal I'm like I am it's taken me probably it took me probably a year to get back to normal but like you know, other people, it might have taken much longer to get back to that point. Now, I did work really hard and it's the own, like I never, I'm not great in rehab and I know people find it really difficult and I understand now how hard it is because you just have to do it. And if you do do it and then you have that kind of mindset, but you also have, like a lot of, like everybody here in the gym has, you know, they they look after themselves, they work hard, their bodies. So I just think if you have... I think yoga helped, movement helped and then obviously the rehab, the mindset and then just kind of keeping positive and having surrounding yourself with like-minded positive people and I think it all kind of fell into place and weirdly and this is going to sound really weird but I think it was a good thing that it happened, I think it's changed my outlook on things and on life and I know it probably sounds a little bit dramatic but I think it kind of that's maybe one of the points that really kind of cemented for me, okay, maybe I actually want to do something different here because, you know, you kind of realize how much something like not having been having the use of a leg affects you. And, you know, I think, yeah. I I, I think it was a good thing. And people were like, How did you do it for a year? I was like, Well, do you know what it's actually made me probably even a better maybe a better person but just kind of more focused on what I want and what I want out of life and how movement and mobility and yoga and surround yourself with people who you know you enjoy spending time with who you know you can feed off their energy they feed off you it all makes such a difference and you know life is short so
3: I, I think with, with that like as, as a coach like injuries they're never nice and, but they can be a blessing in regards yeah. to like it makes you learn more about the body whenever yeah. you have an injury. So, like, um, I know any areas that I've injured in my body, you get rehab from someone, and then you learn about that rehab. But then you tend to go down a few rabbit holes of reading things, and you kind of understand things a little bit better as a coach. But also, I think it gives you more empathy with people. Um, like, definitely, I know <clears throat> for me, every time I've been injured or been sick, so I've been sick a few times and couldn't drain for a couple of months, like as positive as you are and you focus on all the things you can do there are some dark days where you just really doubt like okay am I ever going to get better again or Jesus why is this taking so long why me this isn't fair Mm -hmm. and and you always have a few of those days and then when you coach people and say someone's got a niggling injury and it takes time that like, when that day comes for them and they share that with you, it gives you that sense of empathy because you're like, I was there, I totally understand. But as you said, Anna, right, these are the things we still can do. um, And also, it will pass. It'll get better at some stage. It doesn't feel like you're going to get better right now. But, you know, two or three months' time, you might look back and it might be something that's positive at the end of it. So I definitely have found as a coach that, like, the injuries are never nice, but they've definitely given me those two things. of It makes me understand the body better from the experience and the reading on it, but also it gives you that – you just know what it feels like for the person you're coaching if they do have one or two niggles or they're coming back from a setback –
0: yeah ask me anything
1: about knees i can tell you everything <laughs> a few people in here would yeah a lot of yeah knee injuries aren't good but rhodes you kind of you brought me on something like that was really interesting you're talking about you're obviously doing something amazing at the mm-hmm. minute so you know um putting your body through a huge amount of uh torture and your mind through even more i would imagine in your rowing marathon challenge that you're undertaking at the minute do you want to maybe give us a bit of background on that and let us know what you're doing it for
3: yeah so um basically i can start putting the link out so i'll put it in the um the the podcast links and if if anyone is interested uh, you can go on and have a look um trying to raise money for the irish cancer society uh, obviously a cause is really close to all of us here in the gym and um, someone i know obviously passed away there uh within last year um and when that happened um at the start of the year come new year's i was just sitting down and thinking about what i wanted to do for the year and i said i'd like to do something for cancer society try try raise some money so kind of came up with the idea to try and row 21 marathons in 2021 and uh, so i've just been tipping away at it on my own and um, without really telling too many people about it because i didn't really want uh the distraction of talking about it or even i didn't want to give myself too much of a pat in the back for doing it until I got somewhere closer. So basically, just been doing that. Where um, I've rode 17 so far, so 17 How marathons. Did I did
0: don't know this.
3: For, for that reason, I've just oh my uh, gosh, like I haven't. I haven't been telling people because I didn't want the distraction of dealing yeah, with right. everything. But also, I didn't want it, like because you And in know roads, wouldn't be surprised <laughs> that he's done this without no, telling anyone. I know. So yeah, I didn't want to be giving myself the pat in the back yet because like you can get a bit complacent with it in terms of like thinking you're great but you've got so much to do so basically I've done 17 I've got four more to go so if you have any interest in rowing or if you have any interest in supporting the Irish Cancer Society we'll put the link in the bio uh, none of them are world record times so it's between <laughs> 3 or 4 is the best time I've done and last night was a real slog at 3.32 oh. um, But you can thank Cully and his wedding for that uh, <laughs> <as long. laughs> you can thank the FS Games my legs are still from <laughs> running after Hugo oh, yeah. but uh, yeah no, I'm doing that so I'll put the link in the bio and if anyone uh, is interested in either of those um, check it out and any donations or help uh, in terms of sharing the good word would be muchly appreciated
1: yeah, I think it's it's such an amazing cause, and like I said, we've we've done a huge amount of things, and I know, Rods, you have personally as well for Irish Cancer Society. But I think uh, that's something that everybody can really get behind. And is there any way, Rods? Is there what's the plan with finishing the last four? Is it going to happen before Christmas? Or yeah,
3: I want so to. What day do we know? Just
1: just to clarify. So you said you want no pressure, but so. I want
3: I want to I I relax and enjoy my Christmas. So I'm going to do another one on Sunday. I'm gonna do two next week and then one after. So that'll be I plan to finish it on the twenty second or the twenty-third of uh, December. Um, so that's the plan.
1: Amazing, amazing. Could you I, do it in the gym? Uh, I don't know. We we're kinda of, Actually, is,
0: why don't you two join him for like I, the last like ten K?
1: For the last ten K I'd gladly join Rhodes Fast, but it's about Rhodes, it's not yeah, about us. Yeah. Like, well, you know, well, I don't want yeah. to jump so in so and see what's starting, This so. is his thing. This
3: is that's
1: <laughs> no <laughs> 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 If you want it, rods, you know, i have i and roll the full forty two week year rods. If you yeah. want them in there, you know, over the course of four days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're finally speaking up, Mike, you know, it's yeah. start talking in the end. Yeah, so I'm here uh, for- no, but in all seriousness, Rudz, I'd gladly do whatever you want. But um, yeah, it's amazing. I think uh, we'll get that up in the show notes. We get it all over Instagram. Uh, you know, it, it's something that people should definitely get behind and support the big guy. Um, and it's just, I hate to say it, Rods, but you're an inspiration as always. Every time you ring me and tell me your times or you're about to get in a roar, I'm like, oh my God, he has a small child. Uh, he's working like at five o'clock in the morning or whatever. And he's finding time to do this. It's like, you know, it's it's very impressive and for uh,
3: of to you. that's actually been one of the biggest challenges about it like it is really hard to do the, the marathons but as I said I'm not actually setting world record paces with them and I'm not trying to do them fast as in some days I feel tired yeah. and I just do it whatever the best I can do on that day uh, so like as hard as it is that is hard but like that's been one of the biggest challenges for me is trying to fit it in with life on top of it so that's be that's why i'm having to cram in a load in december now uh, and sarah uh, has been super supportive of it all in terms of um do you know like last night went out and did it uh, and sarah was looking after layla on her own which is tough to do so like um yeah just thank you sarah for supporting, <laughs> supporting well done, your crazy sarah. husband yeah, it's so well done. Look, there's, there's so
1: much in this episode. I think, Anna, thank you so much for your time. It's such an interesting story. Uh, you know, a lot of challenges in there between the leg break, between trying to start a new career in fitness industry right at the start of a pandemic and all the challenges that posed. Uh, and Rhodes obviously so much in that to take a lot of heart from being inspired by. So thank you so much, guys. Nice and you. Yeah, thank you. And happy Christmas,
2: everybody who's listening.
3: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.